Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Q-Code and HTC present Hank the Cowdog, starring and executive produced by Matthew McConaughey, written and directed by Jeff Nichols. For the latest of Hank the Cowdog, subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also learn more at QCodeMedia.com or by following at QCodeMedia. It's me again, Hank the Cowdog. Now, a bobcat sighting on the ranch wasn't good for anybody especially when it was a bobcat as mean as sinister. Troubled my stomach, and a troubled stomach can't be neglected. So Drover and I were busy getting our fill of the co-op Crunchy Colonel's dog food. You know, the hard, dry, yellowish kind that comes in a 50-pound sack. Now, there are times I question the kind of stuff they put in those kernels, and other times, well, I'd just soon as not know. You know, Drover, I've often wondered how much it would cost the ranch to buy us a real dog bowl. Instead of an upturned hubcap that retains the taste of axle grease. Yeah. I know grass is short and mm-hmm. cattle prices are down, but yeah. I also know that cowboys on this outfit eat out of plates and bowls, not hubcaps. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems funny to me. There always seems to be enough grass and enough cattle market to buy plates for them, but you mentioned buying anything decent for the head of rent security. <laughs> and suddenly we're in the midst of a drought and a plague. And a depression. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's better not to think of all the injustices in the world. Mm. Too much brooding can ruin your digestion. And a life without digestion is, well, <clears throat> unbearable. Uh-huh. Full of burps. <laughs> but it does make a guy think that the people in charge don't realize just how important their dogs are to the overall... Do you suppose you could be a little quieter and eat your food? I don't know, Hank. It's pretty hard. Well, of course it is. It's always harder to eat with manners than to eat with the wild abandon of a hog. But who wants to sound like a hog? Not me. Hogs make no pretense at being civilized, drover. They crunch and they smack and they grunt and nobody cares because they're only hogs who eat like pigs. That makes sense. But we're not hogs, drover. We aspire to something higher and better. We try to bring a certain air of dignity to the ritual of eating. The act of imposing dignity on the chaos of experience is called civilization. And protecting civilization has always been hard. Yeah, but I meant the kernels were hard to chew. Oh. Yes, I see. You you make a good... Wait. Hush. I'm receiving something. A, A distress call. My ears, which are very sensitive and operate pretty much independent of the rest of my body, picked up the sound. 
and within seconds had passed the information along to my brain data control center. It's a... a cat. It's a cat in distress. I switched my ears from automatic to manual, lifted them a half inch and opened the exterior flaps to increase their sound gathering capacity. And gather they did. What are you smiling for, Hank? Over. We gotta see this. Come on. We went streaking away from the machine shed, down the hill, past the gas tanks, and toward the overflow of the septic tank. Right there, the scene unfolded before us. You smell, Pete. You need a bath. Little Alfred had Pete the barn cat by the midsection and was headed straight for the overflow pond of the septic tank. Now, for those of you who don't know, a septic tank's overflow pond is the exact wrong place to give a cat a bath. But since it was a bath for Pete, well, who am I to judge? Take your bath, Pete! Alfred launched that cat sky high. It was glorious. Pete's eyes grew wide as saucers as he floated out over the green bog of nasty water. Of course, as soon as Pete saw me and drove her watching with big slobbering smiles, his look of terror changed to one of annoyed resignation. He prepared for the inevitable, made worse by the audience of me. The good times were over the second we saw Sally Mae stomping out of the house. Alfred! What on earth? Pete crawled out of the muck with more dignity than one would expect. And you know what he did? He winked at me. Now why would a cat, covered in bog water, wink at me? More on that later, because Sally Mae was coming in hot. You're just being terrible today, Alfred. I, I don't know what's gotten into you, but I won't allow a child of mine to be cruel to dumb animals. She means Pete, obviously. Hank's tail, and now Pete? Just look at that poor cat. On cue, Pete, all wet and stringy, threw off a trembling look that would steal a tear from almost any warm-blooded animal lover. A total charade. Alfred, he's soaked. That's not nice, young man. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Well, Hank said Pete needed a bath. Not true, but not wrong. Cats don't bathe in water, Alfred. They wash themselves with their tongues. Well, his tongue was dirty. No, you were being mean and cruel. I've got a new baby in the house. I can't be watching you every second of the day. If you don't play nice, you'll have to come inside and take a nap. With that, Sally Mae turned back to the house, but not before wagging a finger at my nose. And you don't be giving my child any more ideas about tormenting the cat. Hank McNasty. Me? If I hear any more yowling, I'll... I, I, I don't even know what I'll do, but you'll be the first one to find out, Hank. And she's gone. Hank. Why is Pete smiling at you? That's not a smile, Drover. That's a smirk. That sounds even worse. What are you smirking about, Pete? Hi, Hanky. You got in trouble again, didn't you? Well, maybe I did and maybe I didn't. But you got thrown in the water, and that's what really matters. Yeah, that's <laughs> what matters. How was your swim, Pete? Tell us all about it, because your unhappiness is the most important thing in the world to us. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. It was really very nice, Hanky. Oh, no, it wasn't. You hated yeah, it. Yeah, you hated it. And since you hated it so bad, we love it. Oh, I didn't care for the water itself. But there were other benefits. What benefits? Yeah. Qu what benefits, Hank? Well, first, Sally Mae came to my rescue. Well, of course she did. You have her completely bluffed out. <laughs> Get that tail out of my face. <laughs> she doesn't know what a sneaking little weasel you are. Uh-huh. 
And the second benefit is that I can do almost anything to you now, Hanky. And if you do anything back to me, you'll be in big trouble with Sally Mae. Oh, you're bluffing, Cat. You can't... Look out, Hank! <laughs> Pete's claw sliced the tenderest part of my nose. Oh, oh, oh and it hurt. My eyes squeezed shut and the feeling started to grow like a fever, rising up and boiling out of my ears. The cat must pay! Oh, I lunged, but Pete zigged and then he zagged. I lunged again, but he bobbed and he weaved. Even again, but he flipped and he flopped. I only needed to land one paw to bury this cat, but then... I have had it! I glanced at Pete, who, even though I hadn't touched him, was suddenly limping around in circles, moaning and dragging one leg behind him. But in spite of his so-called injuries, he still managed to shoot me another wink. I warned you to leave my cat alone. Oh, she's going for the dirt clouds. Keep coming, Drover. Keep coming. She got me, Drover. As Drover and I dodged a barrage of dirt clouds that could level the best of us, I saw Pete roll on his belly and smile. Baker. Head for the brush, Drover. Don't go anywhere, folks. Hank will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Now stomp your feet and tip your hat. Hank and friends, they'll be right back. We're celebrating family with Texas love for H-E-B. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. When Sally Mae comes through that gate, old Hank arrives in second straight. From side to side, his tail does waggle, and H-E-B is on those bags. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company. But they're more than just a store. H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company with over 400 stores proudly serving families from the Gulf Coast to the Rio Grande Valley. Through the hill country and up to the South Plains, not far from where old Hank calls home. H-E-B features the freshest meat, seafood, and produce sourced from Texas and all over the world. Plus exclusive offerings you won't find anywhere else. And unique H-E-B brand products with the taste that Texans love. You can even find yourself some treats for Hank and Grover's pals. And H-E-B is dedicated to offering low prices every day, plus more ways to save throughout the store. But they're more than just a store. Just like Hank helps his family and friends, H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans and makes giving back to their communities an important part of their mission. That includes supporting education, helping military veterans, aiding disaster relief, protecting the environment, supplying food pantries, and sponsoring local charities statewide. The highest quality and freshness, the best selection, more ways to save, and a commitment to their communities. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. We went streaking down the creek where we vanished into the willows and tamaracks that saved our lives. 
I had only one regret about the... Well, no, come to think of it, I had several regrets about the incident, but I'd rather not discuss any of them. So, we sat down to lick her wounds. Oh, yeah. She bruised it. <sighs> my fool back in. Just then, my ear jumped to full alert position. You hear that? It's... It's, it's like a moan. Is it a deer? Deer don't moan, Drover. They fawn. I, I don't know what that sounds like. Hush. Come on now. Let's slip through the brush in stealthy crouch mode and establish a forward position. In case it's dangerous, stay behind me. You don't need to worry about that. Maintaining our stealthy crouch mode, we slithered through the brush. I peered out into a small clearing, and there, sitting beside the creek on a log, I saw it. A small boy dressed in striped overalls. It's little Alfred. He's crying. Man, I mean crying. Now, I know that ornery little stink pot was pulling my tail no less than an hour ago, and I know he didn't deserve a loyal dog friend as good as me. But when I saw those tears running down his face, well, you want to talk about cow dog instincts? My cow dog instincts demanded a response. You better stay away, Hank. He'll pull your tail again. Then let him. He's mean and naughty. Maybe he is, Trover, but he's my boy. I went down to the creek bank and sat beside little Alfred and started licking the tears off his cheeks. He looked up, kind of surprised, and there for a second, I didn't know what he would do. Then he threw his arms around my neck and cried. Come on now, it's not that bad. My mommy doesn't love me anymore. She brought home a new baby and she doesn't care about me. I don't like her dumb old baby. I don't like her anymore either. I know, but... I'm going to run away from home, Hanky. Far, far away. They won't see me again. Then they'll wish they had Alfred back. <sighs> but I'll be gone. Gone away. This demanded a serious response. So I cleared my throat and readied the lecture of life lessons. Well, I have several points to make, partner. So here goes. <clears throat> In the first place, your ma did, in fact, bring home a new baby. That doesn't mean she stopped caring about you. In the second place, I can testify that you've been something less than a perfect child today. And those of us with tails might even say you deserve a scolding as we don't enjoy tail twisting as much as other forms of entertainment. In the third place, for that business with the cat, I kind of agree that your ma went overboard and I may have possibly hinted that Pete needed a visit. Your ma has strange ideas about cats, but well, that's just how she's built. Can't help her. In the fourth place, Alfred. Alfred? Perhaps I let the pacing oration get away from me. But just as I was warming up my summation, I turned around and little Alfred was gone. Now the only thing sitting in his place was Drover. Where did he go? Huh? Little Alfred, you dunce. Who else was sitting here just a minute ago? Oh, he left. I realize that, Drover. Huh? But where did he go? Not sure. He must have got bored with your speech. I doubt that. I was giving him some good sound advice, but just tell me which way he went. Drover looked left. No. Right. And finally, with some hesitation, up into the trees. Nope, I can't remember. Well, you better start remembering, son, because taking care of that boy is our primary mission today. Well, settle down. We know he went somewhere, or else he'd still be oh, here. Reach into the huge vacuum of your mind, Drover, and pull out the answer and be quick about it, because if anything happens to that kid... Wait. He went... Yes, he went across the creek. I'm at least half sure of that. What? Yes. And you just sat there and let him go? Well, sort of. 
I thought about barking, but I've had this sore throat <coughs> all day. Sore throat? <laughs> Allergies. Drover, do you realize what lies on the other side of this creek? Uh, sand? Yes, sand. No, beyond that sand, Drover, out there, out there is the dark, unchanted forest on the Parnell Ranch. Oh. If Alfred gets lost in there, we, 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 we might not ever find him again. Oh. Huge trees, Drover. Draped with hanging vines, it's dark in there and scary. On every side, you got thorny plants and stinging nettles, and no one knows what kind of creatures you might find in there. Coyotes, snakes, and all kinds of monsters. Monsters? Yes, but Drover, there's something else in that forest. One something that is even worse than monsters. What could be worse than monsters, Hank? Oh, it's bad for us. But could be even bigger trouble for little Alfred. Don't you remember, Drover? Sinister the bobcat went into that forest. Sinister the bobcat? Oh, you know, Hank, this leg of mine. You know what this means. Yeah, he was a nice kid in many ways. It means we must prepare ourselves for the very most dangerous journey of our lives. Back to the house. Not the house, Drover. For you see, what we have here is the case of the lost child in the dark, unchanted forest. A forest with Sinister the Bobcat in it. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of yours truly, Hank the Cowdog. Hank the Cowdog stars Matthew McConaughey as Hank, Jesse Plemons as Drover, Leslie Jordan as Pete the Barncat, Brody Stowers as Little Alfred, and Kirsten Dunst as Sally Mae. Written and directed by Jeff Nichols, based on the books by John R. Erickson. Executive produced by Jeff Nichols, Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Green and Brian Cavanaugh-Jones of Tri-State Pictures, Mark Erickson of HTC Productions, Hart Gregg of Stuck On On, and Rob Herding of Q-Code. Co-executive producers Dave Henning and Missy Nichols. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez and Tess Ryan. Producer for Stuck On On, Allison Terrell. Edited by Hart Gregg. Sound design and mix by Lyman Hardy. Original score by Darren Johnson. Original songs by John R. Erickson. Produced and arranged by Bruce Robison. Audio engineering by Lyman Hardy. Dialogue editing by Ben Milchev. Sound design and mix consulting by Will Files and Matt Yoakum. Casting by Vicki Boone. Artwork by Mark Baird. Production coordinator, Jack Friedman. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Educational program available courtesy of National Ranching Heritage Center. Hank the Cowdog is a Tri-State Pictures, HTC Productions, and Q-Code Production. 